Hello and welcome to the podcast without a cool acronym. I'm your host, Chandler Deroshay, and this is the final week of Pixar Month. And joining me today, I have Carly. Hi. And joining us for the very first time, you know him from his work as a storyboard artist on Mighty Magiswords. And you know him from the podcast that he does with the creator of Mighty Magiswords, Kyle and Luke Talk About Tunes. Luke Ski, also known as the Great Luke Ski. <laughs> you also know me from doing voices for Mighty Magiswords, such as Scullivan. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes he gets pushed out of yes. frame in some jerk with a camera videos. Yes. <laughs> Quiet, you. Um, yeah, <laughs> hey, how you doing, everybody? All right, so um, today we're kind of wrapping things up with a bit of a grab bag episode. I kind of put two um, different things I wanted to talk about into one episode because uh, they, they both are, they, they both kind of represent the beginning of, maybe not the beginning, but the, the other than Buzz Lightyear Star Command, the first thing that they really did exclusively for TV that was Pixar related, and then the more recent things that they've done exclusively for the small screen, um, and that is the Cars shorts and the Spark shorts. So Luke and I were just talking about this before we started. Um, they actually started in, um, that was, that was 2006 with Mater and the Ghost Light um, before they really started having it be a whole series of shorts that would just air on Disney Channel all the time. Um, but first, really quick, um, Carly and Luke, what is your connection to the Cars fran franchise and fandom? Um, I, my brother was into cars before I was, my younger brother, um, and he grew out of it within like a year of it coming out, and then I just really clung on to it for some reason, and it has not gone away for the last like 14 years. Um, it's very special to me because it was like an interest that me and my dad could both share because he loved like cars and like rebuilding cars, and I loved just cars the movie so it was fun and we would me and my father would bond over like what die cast i was going to get next and we would always go on little like shopping hunts to find our our main one we wanted to find was lizzie but she was so hard to find i remember the day i found her it was it was a momentous day <laughs> and luke um so just to kind of take a, a step backwards to explain about me a little bit is um when it comes to things in pop culture, I, I have this tendency to always gravitate towards, like if there's a group of characters or a group of shows or a group of whatever, like if, if one of those things is kind of getting like, is, is viewed as like the one that people don't like as much or the one that's kind of, you know, the unloved one of the group, I tend to gravitate towards it and then basically like, you know, love it even more because I feel it's it's like I have, I kind of anthropomorphize it and be like, you know, this is unfair. This thing deserves some love and attention too, or whatever. Uh, a good example of that for me um, is the show Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I It's my favorite Star Trek show. The only thing that comes close to it is the newest Star Trek show, which is uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, yes, which, is, Lower Decks. Which, is, which is like, I have been waiting, you know, for this this is the star trek show i've been waiting for my whole life it's so great but you know putting aside the existence of lower decks it's like star trek deep space nine is such an amazing great show uh and it just feels like all the other star trek people are like oh the original series next gen and they and then they like jump straight to voyager and then like you know they'll you know kind of you know 
you know, give a shout out to Enterprise and like they just pretend that Deep Space Nine never happened. You know, it's like there hasn't, there's never been a Deep Space Nine movie. There probably will never be one. And it, it's like even on the the new show Picard, it's like they have these next gen people, and then Seven of Nine shows up. It's like, what? So anyway, the so you know, you, you were you said at the beginning of the episode, you know, that I'm like a hardcore uh, Cars fan, and I don't know if that's entirely accurate. It's just that at some point in the history of pop culture cinema in America, a whole lot of people decided that the movie Cars was like, you know, the bad movie or like the, 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 the Disney cash grab movie or whatever. And just people started hating on it like immensely. And I'm like, what's wrong with the movie with the cars that are funny. And then they talk what, what I don't understand what's to dislike about this thing. You know, it, it, it's funny. They're, I, do, I just thoroughly, 100% did not get it. And then when, you know, uh, you know, uh, when, when the, the second Cars film, which is titled Cars 2, uh, <laughs> uh, came out with, you know, Mater being the star and it being the crazy spy adventure, that like, you know, blew it up even more. <laughs> and it just, it just seemed like this like thorough vitriolic hatred towards, you know, the, the character Mater and the Cars franchise in general. And then Cars 3 came out and you know, so many people had, you know, like didn't even bother to see it. And uh, just, in my opinion, the movie Cars, the movie that is titled Cars 3, that is actually Cars 2. <laughs> the movie that's titled Cars 2 should have been titled something like, you know, Double Toe Mater or something like that. Because it's I basically... Agree. I it's, agree with this. It's basically a, it's a, it's a feature length, you know, Cars, Cars 2 Mater yes. short. It's, that's what I was going to say is, honestly, it feels like they had this idea for a spy themed Mater's Tall Tales, and then That's they're just like, let's go make this a full movie. No, if, you've ever, if you've ever seen the deleted scenes from Cars 2, there's literally like a deleted scene from the beginning of the movie, I think it is, where like Mater's talking about like being a spy, and it's like set up like the beginning of like where he's like, oh, Lightning Queen, like I was a spy, and Lightning Queen's like, what? No, you weren't. Like that was how it was set up, but they cut it. Actually, I, from what I understand, uh, they did a they did a, they storyboarded a scene where I think it was uh, Lightning and Sally go to the drive-in and there's a Finn McMissile movie playing at the drive-in. So like that was like that was kind of the initial idea, but then that scene got cut and then uh, you know the people at Pixar liked that general notion so much of a a spy movie or you know a spy thing in the Cars universe, and then Mater became like the kids you know fan favorite character and they just folded that all together and made a silly fun movie where cars are spies and you know and and the comedian larry the cable guy is the voice of the main car and it just like you know uh, it's like as as a comedy person there's lots of jokes i want to make but i don't want to seem like insensitive or whatever to like anyone who it's like they're basically treating it like it's some kind of atrocity to mankind it's like it's just a silly movie about it cars who are I... a spy I had like very okay I remember when Cars 2 came out I went to an opening day I was like 12 
I had like pink eye and strep throat and I was like mom I'm going to this like you cannot stop me I have to go and she was like oh my god you're stupid but whatever so I went and I remember I loved it and then like for the last like five years I've been like oh I hate Cars 2 like it sucks but then like recently I've just been like obsessed with Cars 2 like I watch it right now more than I watch any of the other ones like it's just so funny to watch like there's not parts in it where I'm like oh sad like crying because like Cars 3 I, I cry so hard, but Cars 2 is just like happy, funny, silly, haha movie that is yeah. just fun to watch. Yeah. So, so anyway, it's like all of this vitriolic hatred towards the Cars franchise, etc. It just really made me want to stand up and be like, no, you're all being ridiculous. It's a silly, fun thing that's supposed to be entertaining. It's mainly for kids, but if adults can pull the stick out of their butt for a minute, they can see it's actually a bunch of silly fun they can enjoy too. You know, kind of like making, uh, oh, I don't know, a movie where a big basketball, basketball star plays like with a bunch of cartoon characters. You know, something like that might something be like, like just silly fun yeah, that just people could just enjoy and not like trash it for no reason because, oh no, it's all corporate and bad and evil and it's a dumb piece of crap and it's not Citizen Kane. It doesn't need to be. It's not entertainment. It's Citizen Kane. I think you bring up a very good point with that. Yeah. So it's like, so basically it's, it's like, it's, <laughs> it's like if, so, when it comes to Pixar, so Monsters Inc. You're not Inc. Cars fan as you are a Cars defender, and I I can respect that. Well, yeah, it's like when it comes to Pixar, I am like if you had to pick, if I had to pick the parts of Pixar that I'm like a more like yeah, I'm a fan. It's like it, that would be you know Monsters Inc. and The Incredibles. Like those are my top two. Like and it's like yes, awesomeness. Um and. There, there is only one Pixar thing that that they've put out that I didn't like, and that was the Good Dinosaur. So yeah, you know, but I don't, but I don't go around. You know, I mean, <laughs> other than the occasional one-off joke I might make on a podcast, I'm not going around posting on the internet. The good dinosaur was a piece of crap, and Pixar, how dare they? You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, oh, I didn't dig that. Okay, fine. I just you honestly know. think the good dinosaur is impressive because they made dinosaurs boring. <laughs> how do so, you do that? It's like, oh no, I didn't like one of the 18 things they've made that and where the other 17 were like, you know, range from good to, you know, oh my god, I can see the heavens, you know. <laughs> so yeah. So, yeah. so basically, it, it's it's you know, it's like when things like, oh, they make Cars Land at the theme parks. It's like, great, cool, awesome. I want to see that. I want to ride that ride. This all looks like fun. So Cars Land is awesome. It's so, yeah, so, so beautiful. It, so I just wish so many people would just you know, give it a, it's it's like, give it a rest on the hatred of, you know, not just the Cars franchise, but just anything that you're giving stupid hatred to that you don't need to. And there's so much of that in so many fandoms and I'm just burnt out on it. And it's like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like, screw you. This, this stuff is great. I'm going to like it. And, um, you know, I don't want to like, get into, you know, heated real arguments or, you know, lose any friendships over something like this. So I'm not going to like, it's like, I'm a Cars defender, but not to the point of making it like, you know, I'm going to start carsrules.blogspot.com. <laughs> me? Every, That's literally you know. me. <laughs> okay, I think, like, why even get so pressed over, like, Cars when it's literally a movie about, like, anthropomorphic vehicles? Exactly. Like, literally, like, what is there to, to be mad about? I mean, the thing that a lot of people tend to do is it's like, you know, you start thinking about it, it's like, Wait, so 
were there so there's sarge so does that mean that we're like car wars and like you know you just go down that rabbit hole of like what what does all of this exactly entail it's like you know repeat to yourself it's just a show i should really just relax like, like don't look into it don't too much too hard about just it watch it the movie and have apart. fun plus you think about like back in you know there's there's cartoons from like you know the classic era of animation of like the looney tunes era and the other studios that were making things like you know tom and jerry or whatever there were there were cartoons back then where there were anthropomorphic cars like i remember one there was about like there was a husband and wife car and the husband was a taxi cab and they give birth to the baby and then the baby the daddy's all like oh this my, my son's gonna grow up to be a taxi cab but then the baby sees race cars and is, wants to be a super fast race car and it's you know it, it's just a lot of queen's origin story <laughs> yeah it, basically and it's like I never heard anybody say boo about any of those cartoons being some kind of abomination to pop culture. Why is this version so bad? Um, right. and, and if your answer is, well, they made money off of blah, blah, everybody needs to make money to make art. It's like, That's sorry. <laughs> those, those little, the, the 87 variations of Mater that were from Cars 2 that are all for sale at the toy store pay for artists to make more art and comedy. Sorry, <laughs> that's reality. That's you, you how need money to pay all the work. animators. That's how that's how animated yeah. movies get made. If they don't sell toys, you can't make the next movie. Yeah. Anyway, and I think so, the the question a lot of people will ask about the Cars franchise, kind of segueing into the shorts proper, specifically the Mater ones, is well, if you're a car that is quote unquote born or whatever to be a specific thing do you have to say that specific thing and the mater shorts say no because you could basically just do whatever um because there's a handful of shorts that are not the mater's tall tale shorts yes um, they're just the 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 um tales of radiator springs on there yeah, the tales of radiator springs. um obviously the longest one of those is the Radiator Springs 500 and a half. It is my favorite. That one is like my that one, favorite. That, that one you can tell is like the one they spent the most um, time Okay, on. well, they have <laughs> Owen Wilson as Lightning McQueen in that one. And like, as much as I love Keith Ferguson, Lightning McQueen, like he's amazing, but like nothing compares to Owen Wilson. Like he is so good. I've been in love with that man since I was like little child newborn and i just had to say like owen wilson is superior to all the light of queen voices like it's so good yeah he's not i wonder if I'm... anybody's done fan art yet of like mobius and uh, uh, yeah yeah like yes. yeah like a, Mo like a mobius car <laughs> there's been i've seen it around because you know my twitter is always full of like car stuff so i see it or people will like send it to me and i'm like i haven't even watched loki like the only reason i will watch that show is because of owen wilson but but i have to assume they would they would make uh they would make mater loki <laughs> and if if owen wilson is mobius then i think okay, it's, it's only it's a matter of time before they do that at disneyland because cars land is right next door to avengers i mean they did do when they bought star wars they did do all the die casts like cars die casts and like sally was leia and lion queen was luke which was weird to me and then um what's his face ramon was han solo and i was like that is so weird wouldn't you want to make lightning mcqueen han solo and sally leia because they end up together but then have Mater be Luke. <laughs> Mater was Darth Darth Mater. Oh, Darth Mater. Of, course. <laughs> of course. There's a 
couple other rounds. Hudson never told you what happened to your father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Uh, so there's a couple other ones. There's one where uh, Guido's be, uh, doing um, sign spinning to point people to the tire shop as if the leaning tower of tires isn't enough of a, hey, this is where you and, get your tires. And what sucks about that is like Luigi's like, Guido, like, do this. You're stupid. Just do this. And, like, every time Guido is actually doing his job and, like, making customers come, Luigi doesn't see it. So then, like, he comes out after Lu after Guido just did this huge performance, and he's like, Guido, what are you doing? Like, spin the sign, you idiot. Like, it's so <laughs> sad. <laughs> uh, then there's the, the hiccups one, where lightning gets the hiccups, which you know, again, it's one of those things where it's like, how does that work? But <laughs> engine problems? I don't know. <laughs> it's so, so cute. It really but is. So Lightning cute. gets the hiccups and everyone tries to do something different to, um, to, to cure his hiccups. Um, culminating in, um, Mater, um, picking him up by his tail and basically, and like dangling him while like, um, he presses his tongue to his hood and they're trying to give him a drink of water. Yeah, and, and I, I think he's still spitting out fire from the... the <laughs> from Film Wars. Whatever um, the heck Film War gave him. Yes. Oh, it's so good. And then Sally... What's in this? Don't ask. <laughs> you don't want to know, man. You don't want to know, man. <laughs> and then Sally, you know, showstopper. Here she comes to save the day always. I love her. <laughs> she just gives him a little kiss and he's like, oh, that so works. cute. The only Sal Queen kiss we've ever gotten. <laughs> ever. <laughs> and it wasn't even Owen Wilson Lightning Queen. So and then uh it was um who was it that got hiccups after that? Sheriff and Sheriff? Mater. Yeah, Sheriff got hiccups and Mater's like, here, I'll kiss you. And Sheriff's like, stay the heck away. You're like me. driving away. <laughs> So that's a fun one. The thing is, these don't take very long to summarize. They're really, you know, short, but I think that's what makes them work so well is, you know, it's in and out. I think if there is, you know, I, I can understand maybe, you know, um, someone watching cartoon be like, this is too much Mater. And I, I can understand that. I think, I think Mater works really well in smaller doses. What is really funny about like Cars 2 and like when it was like, you know, released, a lot of the things like the merch or like the lithographs that came with it when you got on DVD didn't even have Mater on it. <laughs> so like, no they, sense. they just like put Mater was like this main character, but then like everything after that was like lightning in the front. Uh... Yeah, Lightning McQueen, Francesca Bernoulli. And then like the other, there was like Carla Veloso, who was like a pretty big racer, like when it came to like toys and who's the other one of the other ones but yeah like it did, had nothing to do with mater most of the time it was so funny that's so weird because it's like it really yeah, is I, I agree with you luke that it really should be like made you know duh, you know what did you say like double uh double, double toe mater or something double toe mater, yes. <laughs> yeah. oh, but here's here's a bit of disney trivia apparently the original the the very very original like concept of what became Darkwing Duck was they were going to make Donald Duck some sort of spy and they were going to call the show Double O Duck and, ah. then, we, and then they found out that uh, that 
the people that own James Bond actually have a copyright on on the phrase 007 or 00 whatever. So they weren't able to use that title. They can't own letters. That's not even fair. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, and so and then so 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 basically having to make that change and then you know other things along the way have eventually made Darkwing Duck, which is super awesome. Uh, but I One also of my favorite say- shows ever. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, uh, I wanted to mention my my exposure to the to most of these uh, uh, Mater shorts came when I was babysitting. Uh, my best friend Carrie has a uh, a kiddo named Alexan who was born. Uh, in on leap year day of 2012 and back then I was still living in the Midwest and uh, I would come over and uh, babysit at least once a week usually on a Monday or Tuesday so that Carrie could go get stuff done and I'd keep an eye on uh, on on the toddler kiddo and once uh, Alexan got old enough to start watching you know things on TV and having any kind of an interest uh, they had all of the all of these cartoons mater shorts on Netflix like all the ones that were made up to that point so that would be yeah, I don't think they had time travel mater, but uh, mm-hmm. and I don't think they had air mater because of like the timing of Netflix, etc. But they had a, they had all the way up to mater private eye, so they had the first nine, and they were just all on one thing in a row, like a like a TV season. So, so she loved watch, she loved mater, and she loved watching those shorts, and that would be something I would put on. So I watched those first nine shorts many, many, many times. Probably my favorite was heavy metal mater, just because. Yeah, we'll know, get to I, that one. That's a fun one. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, I just wanted to throw in a mention of of that being, you know, one of this is this is how I got so familiar with this material was uh, was because of Alexan and 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 her being such a fan. So anyway, I have a question off topic. What part of the Midwest? Because I'm in Wisconsin. Oh, I'm I grew up in Lake Geneva. Oh my goodness, that's so yeah. close. Yeah, I grew up I grew up in Lake Geneva. I lived in Madison for a few years. I lived in oh, Kenosha I've, for a couple I've of years. I've been in like on Alaska um lacrosse area since Oh cool. I was in third grade. So the point is we gotta go to the Wisconsin Dells. Yes. <laughs> yes. Literally, I was just like I was like, I wanna go to Mount Olympus so bad right now. Like I was having a full conversation today about it, how I wanna ride Hades three sixty and go in the wave pool. Like it's so Oh, there's a there's a wooden roller coaster that was in Wisconsin Dells that was really good that unfortunately got uh, torn down apparently, and I'm really sad about that. Which um, one? It was uh, it was called um, it was called Hellcat. It was called Avalanche when I wrote it, but it was called Hellcat. Hmm. What park? What like? It was what? it like Timber Falls or something like that? Oh, it was like they... nobody even goes to that one, barely ever. Oh, well, that's, yeah, yeah they tore down their wooden roller coaster. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about now. It's right by the uh, Pirates Cove Adventure Golf and the Rocky Rococo. So yeah, apparently yes. that thing was designed by Alan Shulkey, and now it's gone. I'm like, that's. I think that one was like that big one that you could see no matter where you were in the Dells. Yeah, like you could always see it. Yeah, and I was always like, oh my god, is that Mount Olympus? Like, no, no. Carly, it's not. <laughs> so yeah, I I wanted to. We another thing we didn't really get into when you in our in our introduction because you know I don't want to spend this whole episode talking about me because i will um <laughs> but one of the other things i am known for uh, under the handle the great luke ski is i make comedy songs uh and i if you've heard of the dr demento show i've been one of the most played acts on his show for the past 20 or so years um a lot of them are song parodies like weird al does but some of them are originals and one of the originals i did way back in what year was that i'm looking it up right now um uh, I did a song called uh, "We're Going to the Dells," the Wisconsin Dells, just all about 
uh, uh, th this amazing place that I love so much. Uh, it is up at thefump.com, and it's also up at lukeski.bandcamp.com. And I'm trying to confirm which album of mine it's on. Where did it go? Oh, wait. I bet it's on the album before this one. Yeah, that's right. It's on an album called Too Much Stuff. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you uh, the link just because I want you to hear it. Because I think because you, because you're one of the few people who will fully appreciate it. Okay. Yes. 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 Because we've both been to the Dells. Um, I've only been once, but Carly's obviously been many times. Yeah. yeah. Wisconsin Dells, a big tourist town, just like Route 66, just like Radiator Springs. Hey, we're back on cars now. Yeah. Look at that full I actually, circle. I actually drove on Route 66 for a little bit, going from uh, Branson to St. Louis. Um, I'm very jealous right of next, you. It was right next to the highway. Um, that's there um because the highway got so freaking backed up because there was like a semi that jackknifed or something and it was rainy and terrible that day too because we were we were trying to get there in time to do the uh city museum but that did not work out but at least we went up in the arch and then we got to go have dinner at the old spaghetti factory which was nice oh my god stop the old spaghetti factory is so fun like it's so I good went to one. and they have like the trolley I, car in there i love it as i went to one in san diego because like i don't know just the name of it was just so good and like it's one of my favorite memories of all time it's just they, the used atmosphere. To have one, they used to have one in vegas that it closed like a while ago um so we would always go to bootlegger bistro when we wanted italian because mm -hmm. that was um not too far from the strip, but pretty close to our house. Um, so back on on cars, <laughs> real real quick, Carly, I put the link to that song in the chat here for Zoom. Zoom. So anyway, back on cars. All right, so just going through the list of all of the shorts. So um, Radiator Springs five hundred and a half. That one is pro is actually the last one on here, I do believe. Uh, but it's the the last of the ones that are not specifically about Mater. Uh, and that one kind of has the whole town um, celebrating the town's founding, and they're going to go on a leisurely drive around and see the sights. But then this random cabal of cars comes up and is like, you know, they, they challenge, they insult Stanley and Lightning It's Queen's so like, funny because one of the lines when they're insulting, they're like, oh, like, Lightning McQueen's like, oh, we're like, celebrating our town founder and he's like well he didn't find much <laughs> like it's so yeah. funny well i'd actually watched that one after watching the time travel one so it's like i actually kind of gotten invested in like oh Stan no stanley did a great job putting the whole town together um but we'll we'll get back to that um so so basically because of miscommunication and just mater being mater um Lightning and the, the group that actually races end up going on a completely different path from everyone else. And it winds up being like the most dangerous possible road. They're all just like, by the end of like their little journey, they're all just like, not even trying to embrace each other. They're just like, oh my God, we're so scared. Like we just yeah. wanna go home. And they're like, okay, respect. 
Meanwhile, everyone else is just having a good time. And what every, every time uh, Vader makes a dumb joke, because Vader ends up taking the, over the role of Stanley. Um, what Lightning McQueen was Stanley, the absolute yeah. worst Lightning McQueen look of all time, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> but then Vader takes over as Stanley. And I think, who was it that had the rim shot all the time? It was just a random little pity. I don't know who he was or where he came from. He was just kind of, he had him and his little friends. They were like, where I think, what are the ones hanging sunglasses. around on the tall tail shorts probably yes they just hang around it wasn't <laughs> like because i think obviously apparently guido was too good for that um so he was just hanging out but yeah it was just some rando well because what's interesting about the shorts is they can't really decide if it's like you know when the town is actually hopping or if it's just completely dead and no one okay is there. it's so true but like same with like Okay, the difference between like Cars 2 and Cars 3, where there was like a thousand million people, and then in Cars 3, like nobody was there anymore. Like, not a single rando was in the town. That's the offseason. They can still be bumping, though. Like, it's a good <laughs> town. So, going through all of the um, Vader shorts, basically, and I was, was going to say this to, to Luke um, earlier. Basically, the Mater shorts are a series of either Mater gaslighting lightning <laughs> or, or lightning just having absolutely terrible memory or both. All of the above. They could have called the, nothing. They could have called the whole series Mater and the Gaslight. Mater and the Gaslight. <laughs> That's good. Uh, God, where do we even start? Because there's... Uh, there's one where uh, Mater goes to the moon and uh, tows the Impala 13 that's stuck <laughs> on the moon. Which so funny. All, all of this is just, just so they can make bad puns. Really. And there's literally, there's, okay, the scene when Lightning McQueen is coming back into the atmosphere, he's like dying, literally. When he's like screaming, he sounds just like Blue Regard Kyukazoo from Foster's Home of Imaginary Friends because same voice actor. But like every time I hear it, I'm like, Oh my god, that's blue. Like, that's I like him. how I like how uh Mater has to get a ride into space using a space shuttle, and then it's just like, all right, see you back on Earth. You'll just go in, you'll just re-enter the atmosphere on your own, even though you're just a car. And then <laughs> lightning's just out here like, you know, shooting my star. favorite thing like, is what, that what like is there's doing what why why is he even here? he's oh, just hanging just, out i like how their space here. helmets only cover their eyes like not even their mouths <laughs> so they're not even getting any air like it's just their eyes i mean i guess their cars they're just machines but they, they would still no because in cars too finn mcmissile when he was under the water he had to have oxygen so right. i don't understand <laughs> yeah so that is weird i don't know it's it's i mean at the end of the day it is just a cartoon so like <laughs> it's fun so i get it's not, it. it it doesn't have to make sense um so of course <laughs> um going off of the tracker shipping it's like oh there's bulldozers there's obviously bullfighting um so there's the one where mater is uh, a bull wrestler and that's pretty funny there's not really a whole lot to that one other than that uh lightning shows up and it's like wow they sure like your shiny red paint color i love how me and tia are just like reoccurring in the mater ones and they're just like crying when mater like dies in yeah. the el mat el mater mater door i don't el even mater know door. the name it's so funny i love me and tia so much <laughs> let's see there i've always um, thought it would be great like just talking about the, the notion of doing a a cartoon about being a matador 
I thought it would be interesting if I started like, like maybe this would be good for TikTok, but like a little a little web series where I explain really 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 old cartoon tropes to you know millennials and Gen Zers who don't have any idea where those references came from. Yes. Because I'm Gen X, so I'm I, you know I were around when those were invented, but I was around when the cartoons were airing on TV, so I at least know the context. So it's like okay, here's what an anvil is. An anvil is a thing that a blacksmith smacks a hammer against it and makes horseshoes. And they're big and heavy, and if they fall on you, they hurt, and that's why they're in every cartoon to this day, even though you probably couldn't find an anvil within 20 square miles of you i like what the blacksmith at not said where he's like oh yeah no they're primarily for exterminating vermin they just happen to be good for other things as well (laughs) uh so yeah there's the vader door there is um air mater which is obviously a tie into planes except not exactly because none of the characters from that show up at least to my knowledge that is literally what like made because i think air mater came out with cars too and like that, I think that's where they were like, oh my God, we have a whole another universe to explore here. And I still, to this day, have never seen a Planes movie, never see, even seen a clip. See, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite, like to all the things I just said earlier, but when it comes to people like, Cars is just a cash grab, it's like, no, Planes, planes is a cash grab. grab. You are so right. Planes <laughs> is just, and like, it didn't even hit. Like it did not even hit the same way that Cars did. So... It's because and, there was no Lightning McQueen. And, there, and, there was, and it wasn't it wasn't Disney Pixar's planes. It was Disney's planes because Pixar exactly. was not involved. They did not want that. Yeah. They didn't want it. It's like that one short, you know, Air Mater was meant to be, you know, the, the one thing they they tied into the actual Pixar Cars universe to be like, hey, kids, come over and watch this thing. Um, and here's right the thing. <laughs> I am so – they made two planes movies that went to theaters – and just as a hardcore fan of the Muppets, it just burns me to know that Planes, Fire, and Rescue made more money than Muppets Most Wanted. I'm crying. I literally love Muppets Most Wanted, so I don't know if you yeah. can see, but I have Constantine right there. Like, he is so good. <laughs> Cars first, and then space bar, space bar, space bar, planes. That's <laughs> true. It's so good. Uh, anyway. So- Tokyo Mater is obviously kind of a kind of a rift on um, Tokyo Mater is obviously kind of a riff on uh, Tokyo Drift. Has Tokyo, one of the best Lightning McQueen looks. Tokyo Lightning Dragon McQueen, like he is so good in that one. Yeah, that that one's really fun. I like that one. I like how they do. Uh, I, I, I like the, the 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 joke at the beginning where Mater's like, I can give you a toe. And he's like, okay, but it's really far. And they end up in Tokyo. He's like, okay, I got to change my slogan. And that kind of, I don't, I, I, I guess that was a- I, I They guess, like yeah. drive through the water. It reminds me of that Muppets 2011 movie where they yes. arrived to France. <laughs> well, so I guess Era Mater, it was kind of a call back to, to that because the- the guy who's like, you know, the guy who runs the the flight school is like, I gotta change my slogan. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see, there's continuity here. Look at that. They know what they're I doing. Change my slogan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he dings on this other modded out um, drift racer, and the modded out drift racer challenges Vader to a race, and so Vader gets all the the cool Japanese upgrades to be a drift racer and then they do a whole you know street race of course and uh, there's there's the joke with the donuts 
that's probably and, um, my favorite if, that's just like that's really stupid if you okay. look close enough in one of the scenes there is um mike and sully cars inside of one of the sushi restaurants oh cool yes it's very quick you had to pause it very fast but it's really good it's so cute every time i'm like when i was like younger like in middle school and i was i was forcing my friends to watch those with me i would always be like okay pause like look everybody look i want you to know i know that this is in here but it's good and then now they have like the um the die casts of them and they're so cute the mic is just like a little tiny tiny little guy he's so cute and it's I'm like, like oh. oh go ahead I was gonna say, there, there's no sweeter feeling than spotting the Easter egg that's like incredibly well hidden or like just obscure enough where you can just basically be like, ha, I found you. You thought you could slip that by me movie, but I found you. Like you're, you feel like the smartest person to ever walk the earth. Like it's really, truly just a feat. Like it's amazing. It's like that, that whole Im meme image of, uh, of Leonardo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just pointing at the <gasps> TV screen like. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so um, there's the monster truck one, and this one is the one I remember when it ever, whenever it aired on Disney Channel, and I, some of the other ones had bad subtitles too. But this one had just like, for whatever reason, the absolute worst subtitle job I've <laughs> ever seen. Dude, I, that I, one I, was I, my fave growing I, up. I, I wish I could find a version of that with the, the really bad subtitles because it was really funny. That one? Okay, Monster Truck Mater. I don't know. That one like changed my life for some reason. Like They, that they were really so creative with that one. I, like, how do we do pro wrestler style monster trucks? It's like, we make them different kinds of I was ice cream obsessed. Trucks. Obviously, this is a reoccurring thing where I'm like obsessed with Lightning McQueen from all of these, but like Frightening McMean, so good. I had every single Frightening McMean toy you could buy. Like I was like when I say obsessed, like actually obsessed with it. I would talk about this like five minute short for like hours a day just because like it was just so good for no reason. Like it's so funny. And like I love all the different ways that made her just like humbles these huge monster trucks like it's so funny and then there's one is the rastakarian it's so funny and i like the joke where mater's like talking to me and tia while lightning queen is just getting wrecked like behind him and then he's like <laughs> like about his wheels he's like they're all real you can kick them <laughs> like please i hate it i hate it so <laughs> funny <laughs> Uh, because yeah, there's, a, there's the ice cream truck, there's the, the Rastakarian, yeah. there's the ambulance, I feel like there's one I'm forgetting, and then there's, there's the, the, the there's one. Patio. He, oh yeah, Patio. Yeah. Which, that's kind of a, that, 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 that was okay, that was an okay joke, it's not as good as the other ones. I really like how he distracts the, the ice cream truck by pretending to be a little kid, and the, the ice cream truck's like, oh, sure, that's a very pop popular flavor. He, like, and he's so cute, when, like, Mater's just like, can I get a double dip, whatever he calls it, like, Double dip, dip stick Sunday, please. Yes, yes, it's so funny. Yeah, I like that one. Um, there's Heavy Metal Mater, which Luke said was his favorite out of these. Uh, I like that one, too. That was really fun. Yeah, I just love the, you know, the way they, uh, <laughs> you know, having to figure out how to do them as, you know, a full-blown stage rock band and then going the full, you know, kiss everything. Just, you know. <laughs> the Lightning McQueen look, once again, just so good. The sunglasses, like the black detailing. 
really good. Because it starts <laughs> off where they have a garage band and then they get picked up as a record deal. And then, um, where do you want this heavy metal, Mater? Where do you want this heavy metal, Mater? That's it. Like, why, why do you order that? To literally to the Dynago like recording studio. Like, what in the world? <laughs> um, and then there's unidentified flying Mater, where there's a flying saucer that becomes Vader's other best friend besides lightning. That one really good my friend hopi is obsessed with it and she like the the ufm the like unidentified flying mater like little ufo die cast is so hard to find and like every day i'm like scrolling through ebay trying to find one that's not like 60 dollars. like they're so expensive but it's so cute it's basically a mater by made mater by way of et <laughs> the big mama UFO comes and picks them up at the end. Like, it's so cute. Lightning McQueen gets wrecked in every single one. I was just thinking, like, he's driving, <laughs> they're driving through that field and he's getting hit by, like, every cactus, like, everything that's like. That's one of the ones field. where it's like li lightning shows up and it's like they didn't really know what to do with him. So they just, you know, kind of have him become like the Pratt Falls. Yeah, just like get, know, hurt uh, him. Have him become the Pratt Falls. It, it, it was, it was really foreshadowing. He's not going to get hit by stuff. It was really foreshadowing his fate in Cars 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lightning McQueen, I'm sorry. I love you, but boy. Uh, and then there's Rescue Squad Mater, where Mater is a fire truck and also a doctor, which means he basically never, ever, ever sleeps if he has both of those jobs. And me and Tia are Dalmatians. <laughs> yeah, that one might be, that, that one's a little like, okay, what? <laughs> Well, because well, it's like apparently they're like they're, they're supposed to be like like groupies for a fire rescue truck i'm like yeah do, do, do firemen have groupies I okay guess out of all like the i don't know branches of that firefighters are the best they actually do their job so yeah oh for sure well, doc, well i mean doctors are pretty great too oh yeah that they're in a different they're in a different category and then the uh, the they're they're there again uh me and here they're again uh in the, the they're like the nerd they're like the ras yeah lane mcqueen once again almost dies just fire getting burnt poor guy and then when they're yeah, bringing him to the hospital they're just like hitting him into every single door yeah you think this would be a little better design for you know cars it happens but no um and then we have um uh, mater the greater where mater is a daredevil and the most iconic one i think and i think the the punchline of that one is my favorite because for all of these um you know it's like you know they do the thing where it's like well you were there too and lightning's like wait what <laughs> and either either light, lightning is completely in on it or he's like no this is crazy why would you have me do this I just like you know. It, I love it, how like, how everyone's like out of nowhere. Lightning Queen's like, did I make it? And Mayor's like, no. No, we <laughs> didn't make it. I love the ending of that. Where, where Lightning's like, what happened? He's like so it. sad. And everyone <laughs> just drives away. It's like, wait. The, pi what? the pity is the pity is like give him the saddest eyes. They're like, <laughs> drive away. You see that the the reason the way that all works is that Mater is the Scarlet Witch. So you know. You're watching Mater Vision. 
<laughs> Who's been tow trucking everything it's made her all along? Dadgum! Hey, that's actually a perfect segue to the uh, the final one of these, or at least the. Uh, uh, no, not the final, because we still have uh, Mater Private Eye, but the, the second to last one of these we're going to talk about, which is the time travel Mater one. And in that one, Mater is hanging a clock, and the clock falls on him and turns him into a time machine, which wouldn't you know, that's all you need to be a time machine, apparently. <laughs> uh, no flux capacitor required. I told you Mater is Loki. He's a variant. There we go. You can buy all the variants on eBay. Just... <laughs> There we go. Okay, I swear to God, if Pixar goes off and makes like diecasts of this, we better get some sort of royalties because there's some sort of like brainstorming going on in yes. this in this chat, and I would like some money, Disney, please. <laughs> I mean, I just love the fact that they literally call the on on the show Loki. They literally are calling him a variant and saying that there's you know an infinite number of universal potential variants of Loki and they've captured a whole bunch of them. It's like in the action figure industry, yeah, the taking a character and doing a slightly different version of that same character, like changing the paint color or changing the costume style, you know, that's called a variant. So it's like they are on the show literally making three dozen yeah. variant Loki figures. <laughs> I just love it. It's like, it's, it's like, yeah, we're going to be this on the nose and you're not going to say boo about it. Cause you're going to buy all 36 of these things. There we go. <laughs> and I was kind of having, this is a little off topic, but I was kind of having this discussion about galaxy's edge versus Avengers campus and their, their place in the, their respective canons and how Avengers campus is allowed to kind of just do whatever. Cause it exists in its own universe. Whereas, you know, galaxy's edge is like, no, this is when it takes place. It has to be these characters and but the thing is it's like i think that makes sense for both of those respectively although i also think that with star wars if you want to get around that there's a pretty easy way to get around that and that's with the force cave conceit because they already guess do. which one is the most accurate cars land yeah <laughs> but they already do a, a, a show that's based on the force cave with both vader and kylo ren so there you go well, there's the there's the Lego Star Wars holiday special. Yes, which, is, which we covered on this podcast, yes. uh, which was awesome. Mm. Yeah, definitely love that. Another example of hey, let's make a silly fun entertainment. We yeah, I, I like that because it doesn't have to be taken seriously. Yeah, and to go along with you quoting the MST3K thing uh, earlier of uh, just repeat to yourself, it's just a show. I should really just relax. I think we, uh, the the kind of second rule or whatever second uh thing to keep in mind after that would be uh, to quote both larry the cable guy and mater i don't care who you are that's funny right there yeah <laughs> it's like sometimes it's like funny is funny <laughs> sorry you were yeah. so good at that impression like i could go crazy right now <laughs> well if you like hearing my voice being weird and funny watch mighty magiswords on hbo max and hulu yes hey, watch mighty magiswords Good thing I have uh, my best friend Daniela's login. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> also, speaking of Daniela, we met because of cars like six years ago on Instagram, and she commented just the most disgusting, horrific comment I have ever seen on a post that just somehow tied into cars. And I responded back to her and I said, OMG, do you like cars? And then that was the whole, that's the, the start of the friendship. And we got to run around Cars Land together one time, and it was just like, the most beautiful day of my life. Dream there's a, 
there's a comedy music duo named Paul and Storm uh, who are relatively internet famous, and one of their albums, well, okay, one of them was at a, a like a, at a you know Target or some kind of store, and they just saw two kids standing in line like they didn't know two kids from different families who didn't know each other and you know they're about the same age like you know young grade school age and one of them just turned to the other and said do you like star wars <laughs> and then they started talking and he just loved so much like that's how friendships are made uh, so it's they, literally yeah. so true so they titled one of their albums do you like star wars <laughs> that's so sweet i mean if i ever if i could sing and i had to make an album it would be called omg do you like cars and that the end of time there we go i mean and you know we say that's how kids make friendships but really that, that's how adults honestly make friendships too because it's like you know uh, several of the, the the closest friends that I have in real life, it's like, hey, we like the same thing. We should be friends. <laughs> you know, that's kind of just it how works. it happened. And it's like, you know. If you um, can find an adult who has the same like niche interest as you do, forget about it. Like right. best friends forever. Like exactly. even if you're not like close, like, you know, you always got that person like to talk to. Like, it's just great. It's a good, well, I mean, it's a good I, friendship. I met, um, our, our mutual Twitter friend, uh, Jonathan Harm uh, at Auto H Jason on Twitter. Uh, I, I had met him back in like 2017 at Universal. We finally uh, met in person for the first time. Fast forward to earlier this summer and we're going around Missouri together. It was great. <laughs> so sweet and then um uh, we met up with uh my friend landon who lives here uh who who on twitter one day was just like i need more people to go hang out at the parks with i'm like hey i'll hang out with you why not <laughs> and we've that's been, just the we've been best friends ever since um and then and so he met up with us and that's how we went from um say we went from because we went from st louis to holiday world and then from holiday world landon and i went up to cedar point and then all the way back down to home so that, that was a fun so road fun. trip. I'm still working on those videos. I don't know when they'll be out, but Carly's going to do the thumbnail art for them. It's going to be awesome. So excited. Um, so back on to cars and um, back to the time travel short. So uh, Mater realizes that if Stanley, um, he goes back in time and, and sees Stanley and realizes that if Stanley leaves Radiator Springs, that there will be no town. He goes forward and confirms that. But then somehow is able to grab lightning from the the future that doesn't exist anymore to um, bring him back so that he can pop off the radiator cap and have Stanley actually have a sale. And then he helps more people. I'm like, but wait, that, that that's like trying to go back to, to Hill Valley um, uh, 2015 after Biff has already sell, stolen the DeLorean but I guess you know whatever it doesn't matter. And I love in that short how Lightning McQueen is just so full of himself that he thinks Lizzie's in love with him and he's like oh no but like really she was looking at Stanley the whole time don't flatter yourself sir. Like I, I feel like that was kind of a back to the future reference in itself but also yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. I love Back to the Future. So anything that's like that is like, oh, this is fun. And and the 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 little bit with uh with with Lizzie being like, I miss Stanley. I'm like, oh kind of gives well, me like, okay. okay, back to the beginning of that one where Lizzie comes like to the statue and she was like, like, good morning, race car, good morning, tow truck. Like she just like <laughs> hates Mater for no reason. Oh, He's man, like most funny. people on the internet literally literally oh man cars is just god tier and then 
Uh, and then the last of these we have to talk about, because we already talked about Radiator Springs 500 and a half, is Mater Private Eye. I actually hadn't seen this one before. Uh, and it's a, it's a whole old school detective pastiche, which, you know, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, there's like, a whole thing about, um, about counterfeit tires or something like that. Which, that are... which one of the girls got kidnapped? Was it me or Tia? I I think it was Tia that got kidnapped. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Mia was the, like, damsel in distress. Like, oh, I need your help, Mater. And Mia is the uh, the dirty double-crosser. Forgot to give you this card. (laughs) I have the card hanging over on my wall. It says Carly. (laughs) My friend Kate made it for me. It says Carly, dirty (laughs) double-crosser. Dirty (laughs) double-crosser. Um... But yeah, Vader's following the the missing persons case, and it leads him also to find out the who's behind the the counterfeit tires, and they're they're L Y T E Y E E R or something. Oh like yeah, light year. They're not the actual light year tires. We need to talk about the canceled car short called "To Protect and Serve," and it was about. Sheriff went on vacation, and so two other like police cars like came and they were like patrolling and they were just giving everybody tickets. And Lightning Queen got a ticket for driving too fast, and so they made him go into driving school and like call back to the deleted scenes from Cars One, where he had like all the like lights on him and like the driving school hat. But they didn't they didn't release it because that that was when like rightfully so um, a lot of like you know police were getting like scrutinized for being horrible and so they were just like we're not gonna release this ever so it just sits in the archives and i have like the die cast set of like lightning queen and the two police cars and i would just do anything to see lightning mcqueen in that just horrific little little set that he's wearing like it's so ugly it's sitting so it's sitting somewhere in the disney vault never to be released yeah and it was like the um like uh the dude who voices sheriff like he he was like so excited he was like oh my goodness like i finally got like kind of a bigger part in something and then they were like nah like you don't get to have this who, anymore who voices sheriff i don't even know his name <laughs> i'm real bad at names he was like he he's like an actual like route 66 historian he like wrote a couple books and so they put him in cars. I wanted to mention a couple voices from cars uh, just uh, <laughs> while that was brought up. Yeah, go for um, it. One of my all-time comedy heroes who, you know, passed away uh, is George Carlin. And he did the voice of Fillmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and back in his early days of comedy, uh, like in the, the, the 50s and 60s, he used to do a... A, a, a recurring character called Al Sleet, the hippy dippy weatherman, and that's basically the voice he does for Fillmore. Like the "Hey man, y'all gotta be cool," you know. That's like so when 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 Cars came out, and it was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so perfect for George to do." It's like I'm telling you, every third blink is slower. <laughs> it's so good. They had somebody else that they wanted originally to base Fillmore off of. But um, the, the guy that they, I don't even know his name. That's how, how great of a fan I am. Anyways, um, he was like, yeah, I don't want to voice this character. Cause he was like very, like he's vegan his whole life. And he was like, I don't want to voice this character because someday it'll be put into a McDonald's Happy Meal. And I don't want to be tied to something that's killing animals for food. <laughs> so, yeah, 
Like, I mean, that he has his he has his priorities set straight, and I applaud him for that because, I mean, I'm I'm curious to find out who that is because in I my think, mind, because in my mind, it's like you who else would you get to play Fillmore that would make sense? I think they have it. I have I'll, I'll look after, but um, I think it's you know in what? the car. Is it was I, it Tommy Chong? I have no idea. I think it's in the cars. Um, the art of cars book okay. um i'm pretty sure he actually lived like on route 66 because they try to get a bunch of oh, like okay. cast from actual route 66 oh i see okay so I yeah was, he... i was gonna say because we already have cheech marin if it was tommy chong you know so cheech and chong that, that would have been so sense. perfect that would have been so perfect but no man i remember when i like when i was younger i didn't know that like he was the voice of fillmore and like my dad would always be like, oh, Chi Chi Chong. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And now that I'm older, I'm like, oh my God, like, am I dumb? Was I a dumb kid? But yeah, the George Carlin, he was he was Rufus in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm trying to think what else he's done that's like super well known, you know, other than him being, you know, one of the greatest comedians who ever lived. Um, oh, he another Disney voice he did. He was the voice of the old ape in the direct video Tarzan 2. <laughs> All right. Didn't he like pass away right, like literally like right after Cars, the first one came out? Because they I recasted so. him for the yeah. rest of it, which I always was like, I, when I found that out, I was like, man, like they just, they, I think a couple, and like the dude who voiced uh, Rusty, the, the, the brother to Dusty, not the van, yeah. but the car, he passed away too. And that's why in Cars 3, he only had short little lines because they were just reusing lines that they had like Aww. in the archives. So like I, it makes me real sad because these movies are like old. Like yeah. people are dying before they, they come out. They did that with Don Rickles as Mr. Potato Head for Toy Story 4 as well, just because they wanted him to be the actual they just used a lot of you know unused outtakes and stuff like mm -hmm. that from other films so that it could be his the actual don rickles you know one more yeah time. like that's what they did in cars 3 with with doc like they used just mm -hmm. random things that they had from like paul newman which made me just cry like a little baby i saw cars 3 13 times in the theaters when it came wow. out and like every time i cried just like a baby so hard it's just such a good movie even now like i can't like i said earlier i can't watch it without crying i th that's like my least watched cars movie is cars 3 because it just makes me so sad my favorite thing in cars free is miss fritter <laughs> she's so good it's like i because here's the thing they ne i'm i i grew up with transformers they never made a transformer of a school bus and i that always made me mad so it's like to see like a a really crazy school bus character was like yeah <laughs> and the name is miss fritter that's so perfect yep all right so any other thoughts about the car shorts before we move on to the spark shorts i think we've covered a lot of the things yep, yep i think we have <laughs> overall i think these are really fun and i think they still hold up uh all these years later yeah right. i mean it's like if you like things that are funny, this is a thing that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing that's funny for sure. Um, I just wish I could have found that that version with like the, the messed up subtitles because that was that was very amusing to me for sure. I once there's this there's this karaoke CD of Weird Al songs where basically a company realized, oh hey, we have all these songs that Weird Al parodied. We can just reuse our same music and put his lyrics on them and make money by putting out a Weird Al karaoke CD. And there's so many errors in it. Uh, the like Weird Al's parody of another one bites the dust. 
uh, was done live on the Dr. Demento show with just his drummer banging against an accordion case and a bunch of like whistles. Like, it's like there was never a full band version, but their version has the full Queen rock band. Oh, no. It. So it's a, ver- it's a karaoke track for a song that never existed. Right. Um, and then the even better, though, was in the saga begins the song about, you know, the Phantom Menace. They spelled Obi-Wan as an Obi-Wan Kenobi. O-B-I hyphen J-U-A-N. So it was Obi-Wan. <laughs> Obi-Wan. My brother Ramon here will get you a paint job. You know, so. Obi- Obi-Wan Cannoli. <laughs> he, he's, he's Spanish and Italian. There we go. Obi-Wan Cannoli. I love it. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's, that's just what that reminded me of. But then there's the spark shorts. Yay. Yay. Spark shorts. So these are a new series of shorts that Pixar has been doing as kind of a, you know, they're produced under a short amount of time uh, with a small team. And the goal is to really see what these different artists can do kind of more on their own with a smaller team. And the Pearl short was one of the first things that was released for like, as a, this is going to be a Disney plus exclusive. They released it for free on YouTube a little while before it came out. Um, so we got a bit of a taste of what it would be like. And I remember at the time just going on to, to Pearl, a lot of people losing their minds over the language. I'm like, there's other things on Disney Plus that are going to have language like this, guys. It's not a big deal. That was like my favorite. I loved, I don't know, but swearing, one of my favorite things ever. And when it's, I heard that funny, in there, I was like. Because it's, it's a yarn thing. It, it's, a, it's a ball of yarn saying finance can kiss our ass like how is that not funny that is so good i love swearing (laughs) i do i really love it see and that's the thing is you know both with animation and you know puppetry and other things like this always get pigeonholed as being like oh it's a children's thing it's a children's thing it's like okay what about rick and morty what about all this other stuff it's like you this stuff doesn't have to be just you know pigeonholed as children's entertainment so coming from a company like Pixar, it's like everyone's clutching their pearls, like, you know, but I'm sitting here going like, yes, absolutely. I would love to see, you know, uh, uh, you know, Pixar or any other of these major companies just finally have the guts to say, you know what, we're going to do, you know, something that's, you know, we're going to put a swear, you know? Yeah. So, so like, here's, here's one of those, like talking about those unloved things that I defend. Okay. It's not for everyone. It's that's fine. I'm not saying it is for everyone. The movie Sausage Party. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> I, I have not gotten around to seeing it. I, I have obviously not seen know it. what okay. it is, but I have So not. so so um um uh, uh Seth Rogen said at the time he put it out, this is the filthiest movie I've ever written <laughs> or been in. And you know, it's like if you can handle that level of bizarre filth, and, and it's not even like there's there's no actual like, you know human nudity or whatever and it's all just food it's all just weird food stuff but it's it's but they use such filthy language and everything and it's done like the the animation studio that did it when i know they got screwed over that's that's a whole other conversation but it's it looks beautiful and yet it's they got they got alan menken to do an opening disney style beautiful song at the beginning of this movie it's like yes it's like something always has to be the first thing to kick down the door and say, yes, you can make a thing like this and everyone's going to be appalled. But then later on, 
you know, other stuff will finally start happening. You know, there, there had to be a first, like whatever, be this a butthead before other things could come later, you know? So Luke, did you see the happy time murders when that was in theaters? Yes. I love that movie. Yeah. Oh. I thought that was a lot of fun. I feel like the story unfortunately wasn't quite all the way there, but I didn't care. Cause I'm like, this is just filthy Muppets and it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's the Jim Henson company using all of their skills to, do an, a rated R comedy with friggin' Melissa McCarthy and a bunch of other really talented comic actors who can improv with all these, you know, Muppeteers who can improv. It's like, I don't own the Blu-ray of this yet, but I, it's on my Amazon wish list because I'm just assuming that there's tons of outtakes on there that weren't in the movie of, of like just Melissa arguing with her Muppet partner or not. Oh yeah, partner. for sure. Yeah. Just like, Oh, it's just so good. So anyway, another another perfect example. It's like the Happy Time murders happened. Hopefully this means there can be other puppet-related things in the future that are more adult-oriented that people will not clutch their pearls over. But anyway, pearls! See, ah, pearls! Um, did you get to go see Puppet Up Uncensored when it was at Scary Farm in 2019? Because that was a lot of fun. I saw, they toured and went to Chicago and Brian Henson came out with them. So I saw that nice. way back when. I actually brought a copy of because they never released it properly on dvd i had a bootleg copy at a convention of the entire series of muppets tonight because <laughs> i wanted to get i nice. wanted to autograph i wanted him to autograph something where he was a key puppet player you know uh, and he and so he had him autograph it and he's like it's like oh getting a bootleg and i'm like hey if disney releases the real thing i will, I will buy be the first it person to buy it i know it's like i don't want the bootleg i want the clear High, as high def as you can make it for you know stuff made in 96 it's like come on so so yeah just and i know that they're doing another uh set of shows at the end of the month actually on the 31st and august 1st and i don't have a ticket for it and because money's kind of tight right now but I'm, I'm actually slightly tempted to see if i can afford to go to one of them i know kyle and Lindsay have a ticket for one of the shows so i don't know anyway but yeah puppet up is excellent it's 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 like so whose line fun. is it anyway improv but with puppets and sometimes they're swearing so it's perfect for carly <laughs> <laughs> it is an oh, yeah. i need to see it now it reminds me that just i don't know why but it reminds me of the muppets on abc and how like kermit was like i live in a bacon wrapped hell on earth <laughs> <laughs> see that's the thing jim henson Jim Henson, he was subversive. He 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 wanted that from the yes, beginning. He literally like, said he his whole thing violence. about like why he didn't want to do Sesame Street is because he didn't want his his Muppets to be thought of as for just for kids. He was like, ah, mine are not for kids, like mine are for adults. But here's something Jim Henson actually did when the Muppet Show started getting uh, the reputation of being like, oh, it's fun, wholesome family entertainment. The first thing he did was go, book Alice Cooper. <laughs> he was like, he was like, no, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna say this stuff, I'm getting, you know, the 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 person you're freaking out about converting your children. This this man named Alice with long hair and makeup who does scary heavy metal music. He's on the Muppet Show now. That's one of the welcome to the Muppet so Show. Good. You know? I love I. God, I wish I could have lived in a world when Jim Henson was still alive. Like, I feel like my life would have been significantly better if I was alive I was during a, that time. I was in high school when I, like, it was, I was in high school when I got the news. Because, like, both Jim Henson and Gilda Radner, like, died, if not on the same day, like, within a few days of each other. And I just remember walking around high school going, like, like, I was in shock. It's like, 
this this can't be real why it, it, it makes no sense why jim henson is dead this makes no literally sense, i know? was not even thought of um so yeah well that's my point is that i'm old i'm incredibly old okay well at least you don't sound old i don't know i can't see your face but i know you're you don't sound oh. old so <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I was born. <laughs> like I said, I shouldn't turn this into a let's talk about me podcast. Um, <laughs> right. So back to but the... Yeah. Uh, yeah, back and really quick on the subject of adult animation, I'm really excited to see what Sony's going to do because uh, they're doing some uh, more adult animated uh, movies and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they come up with. So... <laughs> <laughs> Hello. This is what I look like. Okay, right. well, you don't look old, so oh, thank you. I need you to scratch I'm wearing that my old list. school MTV t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I like it. I'm wearing, nice. um, I was making some TikToks, some Owl House TikToks before this, so that's why I'm wearing this dress. <laughs> what's, your, what's your TikTok handle? Uh, Carly Bella, C-A-R-L-Y-B-E-L-L-A, with an underscore. Cool. An underscore in the middle? Um, at the end. At the end? Okay, cool. Awesome. Okay, so um, on the, the going back to the spark shorts. Um, so Pearl, that one is of course you know this ball of yarn shows up at this tech startup that she's just been hired at, and it's basically the textbook definition of kind of what a toxic workplace is like. Exactly. Which you know totally is not inspired by anything in real life that any of these animators might have actually lived through. No, sir. Mm. Definitely wasn't just a boys club there for a while. And really that goes back all the way to, you know, there were plenty of um, plenty of women working at the studio back in the day at, um, uh, at Disney, like back when Walt was alive. But it was, it was basically a fraternity. It was kind of the same kind of thing, you know, and it's with this, it's like, yeah, that hasn't really changed. There's still a lot of that. And um, uh, Pearl basically feels like she ends up having to change herself to, fit with all of these macho dudes and kind of roll with them um but then this other ball of yarn shows up and she's like wait a minute this isn't right this isn't who i am and we can make this better mm-hmm. um and they 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 do they that uh, on so the whole uh, thing is that they're about to go have um dinner at this place that has like really good half off wings uh or two for like two for one wings they're going to hooters um, yeah they're basically going to hooters um and she's like no we, we're gonna bring her with us and she doesn't have to change who she is and i'm, I'm not gonna have have to change who i am either and i really like that that's a good one i do like that one a lot that's a good one um I love just the, the textures on that one, especially. Oh my gosh, the way that they did the way that, that yeah, their so animation animation's getting way too good. Yeah, <laughs> that's why, and I like that they've really been able to do things that are more stylized and not just have to have everything look hyper realistic. Yeah, and just that's- I just love the creativity of a character who can will literally knit themselves into whatever shape they want. I just yeah, love that. I love so that. Cool. That's really I think fun. that's why we are so off topic, but that I'm so happy that Pixar made Luca because yes. like the, the characters are so stylized and like if Disney would have made Luca, like it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have had that. It just, the characters, the characters, I love, you know, Disney feature animation right now, obviously, but their characters all look the same. They all look like yes. they could exist in the same world. Yes. They do. They had Rapunzel freaking cameo in, uh, 
Frozen. Frozen, yeah. Yeah, but Luca, that's just so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I really like that too. That they, that you know, Pixar is you know uh, willing to do those kind of you know stylistic choices and stuff like that. And I, you know, I Walt Disney Animation Studios is still my favorite studio, but you know, it, it's it. You can definitely see how you know they want to make sure that you know, much like <laughs> for the most part, um, you know, Ralph breaks the internet. Like all the princesses, if you put them next to each other, they all look like they came from the same. Mm-hmm. place there's the same style and right you know so and and that's another you're talking about potential disney tv shows or or disney plus shows how in the or shorts how in the heck did it's like you made all the princesses you have the cg models you have the environment you've set up the premise in this movie that they all hang out here how is this not a series of shorts or like a series it's like Literally, i have no idea like i would do anything it's for like, it it's like princess slumber party the series yeah it's it's like what percentage of disney fan art is the princesses hanging out with each other and being silly it's like you could make that a series now and you have all the voice actresses we have just like hangs out on the lot waiting to do literally like she's just (laughs) bored like give her something to do and like there's man yeah jody benson she would do anything to continue playing ariel till the day let me work like man they need to well, you guys, we had to make a pitch now. So yeah. <laughs> everybody get ready. <laughs> um, so the other shorts, um, one of my favorites is Float. I love that one. Um, that I'm, one I've is- been meaning to show that to to my friend Carrie for, for well, because I think that she'd identify with the main character um, and, and, and the frustrations of that main character. Just wow. So such a great short. It's a good yeah. One. Because uh, basically the whole thing is an allegory for, you know, um, having to deal with a kid who uh, is on the autism spectrum and, you know, how they they have a different view on the world and it's amazing, but, you know, you kind of worry, it's like, well, what if other people don't accept them? But then, it, you know, and, and there's kind of the, the point where everything comes to a head on the playground where um he's uh the dad is trying to stop the the kid from flying all over the place and the kid's like you know not not having it you know freaking out and so sad like there's and and the dad just is like why can't you just be normal and then realizes oh my god the kid becomes like a shell of himself like he's just like nothing anymore and he realizes like oh my god i've been doing this all wrong it's so sad, but it's so cute. I and do then, like and then when he just sits on the swing, um, and just starts swinging, and um, and takes the the hood off, and the kid realizes what um, that that um, he's swinging, and and um, he's like, you know, that's just oh, it's so good. I, I it's a good one. I do yeah. really enjoy that one. And, and I just I like how at the end the dad's like, okay, you know what? No, who cares what other people think? Yeah, literally. Because we don't even see like the other the other. What do you work tomorrow? Nine forty-five to. I don't know. Eight forty-five to two thirty. Two forty-five. I want to say I why. I want to go get weed tomorrow. Um, 
Yeah, so float is great. Smash and grab. Um, I barely remember this one. Um, but it's yeah, that's a- the one with the two robots inside the big train thing, and they decide to like escape, and they're kind of attached. It's like to- a mining. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was cute. Yeah, it's fun, but it's not. It you can tell it's not one of the ones that's like deeply personal like these other ones. Uh, so then we it's got, funny if they made walk around characters and just had them walking around through Tomorrowland or through Galaxy's Edge or whatever. Why not? <laughs> um, oh my gosh, Kitbull! So cute. The kitten and Pitbull. Just, oh, um, honestly, <laughs> the first thing I always think of when I think of Pitbulls is um, back in the day when um, Danebow was super popular on youtube um he had his um pitbull cuddles who i know he still has um and cuddles is just an absolute sweetheart and it's like you know when i realized that there was like a negative perception of pitbulls i'm like that's just because it's there you know people use you know you know people abuse them and treat them in a this horrible way but it's like no no dog is you know no, no dog is wired to be bad it's you know it's if they're yeah let let led to do those things that's the that's really the thing um it's a very that it's very sweet and it's also you know nice and stylized which is cool it's not even cgi it's it's almost like it's almost like a uh not quite a like it's more than a storyboard but it's not like it's, it's not, not animatic <laughs> right it, but it's you know it, it's it's a much slower um, frame rate, but it's it's so yeah. good. I love it. Reminds that. me. It reminds me of when the Lego Movie came out, and I saw that like, because you know there were a bunch of animated Lego things before, but they were just like regular kind of CG and like all the characters would twist. But then when yeah. the Lego Movie came out, they specifically made it look like a stop motion animation thing, so yeah. that you could believe that they were all real actual legos you know being moved to look like animation and i thought that was such a brilliant you know choice to make so yeah i love it when they when i see stuff like that where it's like oh they've changed the frame rate for this or that or you know just so that we that so that we're experiencing the their animation illusion in the way that the creator thinks is best to see the thing yeah so. um uh, so yeah i love that one um and then there's wind, which is, um, I'm not really sure why, I don't think they ever actually like, you know, there's not really an explanation as to why the the grandmother and the kid are down in this weird- I watched that with, one, like, I was so mad. I don't even yeah, know, that oh. one enraged me. Oh yeah, uh, we'll get to that. Um, so they're in this like weird chasm that's like, I don't know there's something with like the gravity and the wind in there that like it's very treacherous to try to even attempt to escape there's also like all sorts of debris floating into it It, it's very cool um just what they did with all of this um and they're trying to escape and they find the piece of this plane um the kid's like well, wait there's only one seat in this this plane that won't work it need, we need it needs to be two there need to be two seats so that the both of us can escape and you know the and there's not any dialogue really in this one 
Um, so we're just kind of, I'm just kind of summing up what is more or less explained through just the animation and the, the, the facial expressions and all of that. Um, and the grandmother's basically like, you know, it'll, it'll be okay. It's just, I, I, I want to make sure that you're able to get out of here more than anything. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, I hate that one. <laughs> yeah. It makes me just furious. Like I forgot all about it until you brought it up. And now I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm steaming. I'm like, why can't you pull the grandma out? Like this is not inside out. I'm sick of this. Everybody can live at the end of the day. It's not fair. Just keep it. It's a cartoon. They don't have to die. Death doesn't have to be real to them. Like, I'm sick of this. So would you like to talk about bunnies now? Bunnies! Yay! Bunnies. I love bunnies. You're lucky I haven't seen it. Which one? I've never seen whatever one you're speaking about. Right? Burrow. Burrow was... <laughs> Pearl was no nominated for an Oscar last year. It's been yeah. a while. That's one of the newer ones because um, that came out in 2020 as opposed to 2019 when the original Bachelor them came out. Yeah, I've probably seen like it once. Because it's it's um, it's 2D animation. It's not CG. It's 2D animation, um, and it's this bunny, basically more or less, who um, is trying to deal with uh, crippling social anxiety. <laughs> That's not funny, but it's funny. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's painfully relatable to a lot of people, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I I have never counted myself as one of those um, people. I can go up and talk to basically anyone. I, I don't have a problem calling on the phone other than, you know, just having to deal with the inconvenience of actually having to call someone on the phone because it's I like... There's other ways that we can do this. That's that my whole job. So time. I have to, I'm fine. Like I, I had really bad like social anxiety for a while, but then I had to start working. I wonder how many people have like really bad social anxiety that are like, oh, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to apply to do the college program at Disney and it's going to be no problem. It's <laughs> like, no, you cannot have any of that. If you want to be a guest face and cast member. Literally like. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, what, when, just again you know being the the you know uncle grandpa you know gen x are here when when quarantine happened and they were like everybody is going to need to stay inside and not go to work and not go outside and not you know be anywhere in public and generation x wave basically just went like oh no you mean i have to stay inside and watch tv and play video games and eat stuff and just like not be around anybody oh no this sucks Boo. I literally thought I was going to go crazy. It's like, it's like, we've been preparing for this our whole lives. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we took it seriously, obviously, but right. for, for, I'm just saying it was easier for some of us to be like, oh yeah, staying indoors all summer. Gotcha. Cool. No sunburns. Yay. I loved not working for like however many months, but the not seeing people yeah ruined, ruined me because now i don't want to do anything now i just want to come like sit at home for the rest of my life now i don't even like to go like look through target like i don't even want to leave my house anymore i'm so bored all the time <laughs> well yeah I, I i started a thing every week with my because my mom out in lake geneva was you know getting depressed because her favorite thing in the world is her four kids uh so <laughs> we started a weekly 
Zoom meeting, uh, like playing Jackbox games on Saturday, Saturday night for a couple hours, just so that we, the, the family, because all my family's out there. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, but I was mainly concerned about my mom so she could see, you know, the four kids and, and, uh, her, her, her grandkid, my, 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 uh, my nephew Max, uh, and just, yeah, but, uh, but man, just being able to know that, oh, it's thoroughly okay that I'm sitting here, you know, watching, uh, all three cars movies in a row without having to get up and do anything else it's like yay so yes 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 it's so good though yeah yeah and that and going back to the social anxiety thing is like uh i it's like it's always been said for years and years that like oh every the number one fear amongst people is public speaking yeah number two (laughs) is death yeah and it's number two so you're better off in the casket at a funeral than you are doing the eulogy that's a Seinfeld joke, right? Yes, that's a Seinfeld joke. Yeah. That, so, was, that was from the opening of an episode of Seinfeld. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah. So, um, but it just, I, I never, just being the, uh, you know, extrovert type performer I am, I never understood that. It's like, what? There's a space where if I walk on it, lots of people are looking at me. Take me to that space. Yeah. I must own this space. Of course. I will be on every podcast talking about why Space Jam A New Legacy is brilliant. Um, <laughs> Feel that. So, I gotta yeah. say, I, I haven't seen it. I feel like just, just from the clips that I've seen, I don't know, I might still be proud to go see it, but just it's just almost, you know, over it's I I I it's sensory overload. It's the same problem that I have it with like it was really funny. Like it's yeah. so funny. And maybe it is it's just a like, couple of scenes that are just like that where it's like oh no, there's oh, a lot going on in literally every scene, except okay. for the scenes where Bugs is like alone. But okay. other than like, that, there's the a lot going one- on. Yeah, the first 25 minutes is the setup. And then at that point, that's when LeBron gets thrown into Looney Tunes world. And that's where the movie really starts taking off. And um, uh, I'll, I'll use this as a, as a way to plug <laughs> um, uh, my podcast, Kyle Luke Talk About Tunes. Uh, our, we just had our 200th episode, which was a huge one. We had uh, a handful of special guests. Um, uh, we had... Um, uh, the creator of OKKO okay Let's Be Heroes, uh, Ian Jones Cordy, was on. Uh, we had uh, uh, Katie Rice and Adam Wallander, and Katie uh, is one of the uh, uh, storyboard directors at the new version of Animaniacs. And we had uh, Frank Totoro, uh, I think that's his, how you pronounce his last name, who is the who is who's a voice actor who most recently uh, on Netflix is the voice of Starscream, which was fun. Uh, but then, uh, because we couldn't do the scheduling, we had to wait till the next episode. We have Candy Milo on, who is the voice of Granny in Space Jam: A New Legacy, also from Frosters Home for Imaginary Friends, um, and lots of other cool stuff. So the first part That's of the episode, amazing. we talk about we talk about um, monsters at work, and then we talk about Space Jam, and then we go into uh, our interview with 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 Candy, where we talk about her being Granny and like how much how great that's been for her to like be on the red carpet and all that stuff. So, so yeah, but, uh, but overall it's like, just like with the car shorts, it's like, it's a fun, silly entertainment. Uh, you know, uh, it's, if, if you like the Looney Tunes and, and all those kind of crazy gags that they do, it's, it's great. It's just so great. And granny is really funny in it. Um, so anyway, I gotta make something's making noise. I have to go find it. Hold on. <laughs> but I love how they did the joke where it's like, Hey, we got Michael Jordan, and it's Michael D. Jordan. <laughs> it was so funny. It's I saw that movie in theaters, and it was it was it was real good. So. Yeah, I saw I saw it in theaters uh, 
like Friday night, the, the night it opened mm-hmm. and there were people in, it was at the AMC 16 in Burbank. So when it comes up, like the shot of Warner Brothers, it's like Burbank, California, everyone's like, Whoa! and then the credits, there were people like applauding, like in little groups, like as their names came up and one guy stood up, Aww. that's me. So it was <laughs> totally fun. I wish I could see you. Like I've been to Burbank and it is literally one of my favorite places ever. And I remember I was, I was with my friend Tori and her boyfriend, like seeing it and when it said Burbank, I was like, or like when it showed Warner Brothers Studios, I was like, oh, I've been there. And Tori was like, shut up. <laughs> like, I need to so go to I'm in California next time, in addition to um, stopping by the Disney lot and seeing our friend Ava Moss again. Yeah, my apartment is literally like a few blocks down from the Disney lot. So, yeah, yeah. That, my friend, yeah, if you, if you come, yeah, if you come out here, like, you know, like, like get a hold of me and then we will hang out. We can get like some of the, some jerk crew and we'll, we'll do some fun stuff. Of course. Yeah. I don't like Burbank. Okay. Burbank is like kind of small. So you can kind of walk to a bunch of places. Like every morning when I would wake up, when I was staying with my friend, Ashley, I would like walk past the cartoon network studios and like go to the mall and get Starbucks. Like it's so fun. I wish I lived there so bad. (laughs) Cartoon network studios. Like that's where Luke used to work. Yep. Like, uh, the there's the there's the building at the corner where where it says Cartoon Network on it, and then like there's a parking lot, and then there's like another black square building that goes straight up into like a cube, and it has the CN logo on it. So that the I was in the black building. I moved around to different floors wherever Magiswords went, but but yeah, that was I would I would thoroughly love to get another job at Cartoon Network. It was an amazing experience. Um, yeah, but uh. I just want to let you know, I got about 12 minutes left because then I have to go on to the funny music podcast with Devo Spice that I co-host yeah, every week. So. Well, we're talking, almost done anyway. You're, you're talking really all night long. You won't yeah. ever get to stop talking. So yep. um, we, we got two more of these left to talk about. So Loop, I really like this one. Yeah, I just watched that one the other day. It's a good one. Because um, it's, the, it's the, the two kids, I forget what the, the one kid's name was. Wasn't the girl's name Renee? Yeah, the girl's name was Renee, but I forget what the other kid's name was. I don't know um, But um, basically, this kid, he's, he's late to uh, urban canoeing camp, because I guess that's the thing. Um, and um, Renee and Marcus. Marcus, yeah. I was Marcus, just going to, I was yeah, looking Marcus. it up as you said that. Um, so mm-hmm. Marcus gets paired up with Renee, who is a nonverbal um, girl who has uh, a ringtone thing on her phone that, that kind of helps her communicate um and it's kind of just about that um that struggle of you know kind of him figuring out how to communicate with her yeah when like having like that barrier you know through words and it's 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 just kind of a really um what's what's the i'm trying to think what the proper word for is for but it's like you know it's it's if, if, it's, it's, it's very it's like real heart, yeah and like heartwarming like it makes yeah. you like this is something that like i could watch and then like I could I could use these these like I guess lessons that they're teaching in this in my real life. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 just it, it's very nice. I really like it. Um, and probably the the I would I would say my favorite of these, the one that I really like is, I mean I, I like all of these, but I think my favorite one is probably out because uh, oh, that one is just I love it. so good although so good. The, the thing I think is kind of funny is at the beginning it says based on a true story I'm like what part well you switch bodies with a dog you like mean the, the body switching part or my guess is what actually happened is that the conversation 
or not the conversation, but when the mom is sitting by herself and they're just kind of like, you know, this hurts. Yeah. You know, he's pushing us away. Um, he, he needs to know that we're still here for him. And, you know, I, I just hope that he finds someone um, who, who loves him as much as we do and will care about him as much as we care about him. And, and yeah. Cause that just, oh, it's so good. It, it, I, I love it. It's cause basically the whole um, premise of this is Greg is the moving dog, out. Of, isn't the yeah. dog's name like Jim? Yeah, the, the dog's name but is it's Jim. A, but it's a girl dog with the name Jim. Yeah. I remember cause they kept calling it like, oh, like let's give the boys like boy time. And I was like, oh my God, yes. Push those <laughs> gender barriers, baby. Yeah. You got this Jim. Um, so basically, yeah, Jim, uh, not Jim. Jim is the dog. <laughs> um, Greg is has been keeping um, uh, the fact that he has a boyfriend a secret from his parents, and um, his boyfriend's like, "You got to tell them. Come on." Boyfriend's uh, getting real fed up. Yeah, he, he's him over being closeted. It. He was like, "Oh, you're closeted? Not for me." <laughs> yeah, and Which I, no, I get like where it sucks, like not telling your parents, but also like it's scary. Like, oh yeah! If you've never been in that like situation, like I don't. It's scary. It's really scary. We kind of talked about um, this last week with Luca. How um, the scene where um, Alberto sort of outs himself can be read as okay. Don't even get me started because exactly it is so true that that movie yeah. can be used as like a gay metaphor. Like we, that's basically most of what we talked about. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. It's so good. Um, and I love that they're doing this kind of stuff. And uh, on the, the thing with Luca is, it can really be used. It can be really applied to anyone who's an outsider, which is what I really like. But it, it works especially, I think, for that specific allegory. It's true. Um, but yeah, with this one again, the animation is great. I love the way that it's stylized, and it's just—it's so sweet. I love it. Yeah, Pixar really knows what they're doing when it comes to like making shorts. Yeah, and they're just they're just great at really really good emotional storytelling. They really yeah. are. That's why everyone's like, yeah, it's Pixar, and now you cry. Literally, kind of that's kind of what they do. They're real good at it. They're um, real good at it. Luke, do you have anything else to add before we kind of start wrapping up? Um. Yeah. I mean, like I said, out is you know it's it's really great. I I I. I, I was so happy to see that, you know, they're continuing to do cool stuff like this. And, you know, <laughs> I was talking about the whole, like, you know, Jim Henson and being quote unquote subversive, but it's more like, it's like, yeah, let's just start normalizing things. Oh, mm, I just thought of something. Well, okay. That's probably not a, that's probably not a, again, I, I have to keep reminding myself that I need to, you know, be done with this in like, right. you know, seven minutes. Um, but yeah, I just, I think it's great. I love the fact that they're willing to do so many different types of animation, you know, hand-drawn CG mixtures of the two, like new technology experiments. It's just, it's also great. And I'm so glad that they're, you know, continuing on with this. And I know that there's two more coming up. Uh, they're both like one's listed for September 10th on Disney plus called 20 something. And the other one is uh, for September 17th called Nona. And uh, they both, reading the descriptions here i don't want to give anything away but they both sound like they're going to be really good so yeah i'm looking forward to seeing them very excited for these i love i love these shorts and i can't wait to see more of them all right so it is time for us to wrap up and that means it is plug time (laughs) 
Well, so who should go first? Um, Carly, you want to go first? Sure. Um, thanks for having me. First of all, it was really fun. Um, I, my Twitter and Instagram are both, oh, and TikTok are Carly Bella, C-A-R-L-Y-B-E-L-L-A with an underscore at the end. I like to post art and fun things. Also, same with my um, the Phineas and Ferb unofficial parody musical that should have been out we wanted it to be out a long time ago but yeah. we still haven't gotten it out um it's still coming that's uh musical without a cool acronym on all the social media platforms you guys should check it out it's really fun i did the art for it and my the crew of that show is so good so can't wait for everyone to see it love them love, love everyone there I've, I've heard some of the tales of the chaos in the discord <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole thing yeah. it's a whole thing i cannot wait for people to see it because um the editors i mean and the crew but um the editors are putting so much effort into like making it look phenomenal like it's so good i'm so excited isn't jonathan it. working on that too jonathan yeah he's doing something yeah i don't really know what so is brian <laughs> he's working on that too nice. i don't know what they're doing but i know they're there nice nice all right luke uh yeah so uh, because of the whole comedy music thing I do a long time ago, this nickname of the Great Luke Ski basically became my onstage handle. So if you go to thegreatlukeski.com, that's uh, the Great Luke and then ski.com, that is a page that's primarily devoted to my comedy music, but has links to all of the things that I do. Um, uh, has a link over to the website for uh, the animation podcast I do with Kyle A. Carroza uh, called Kyle and Luke Talk About Tunes, which I talked about earlier. Um, I also uh, want to give a plug in case anybody out there uh, is in the animation industry and looking <laughs> to hire a storyboard artist. Uh, you can go to my storyboard portfolio, which is www.luke.ski. I was shocked I was able to find that URL. Um, hmm. But that's where you go for my... Uh, to see my animatics of stuff I did uh, both recently and back on Mighty Magic Swords. And if you are looking for people for voiceover, I am a SAG-AFTRA member who does voiceover and stuff. So uh, you can go to uh, luke.ski slash voiceover to see my reel and, and contact me there and learn more about me. And um, if there's one uh, thing that I can achieve uh, from being on this podcast is that I want to get Carly to start watching Mighty Magiswords, which <laughs> is on, uh, you can see it both on Hulu and on HBO Max. There were two seasons. Uh, the, if you've never seen it before, the beginning of the first season, the episode, uh, the, the, the pacing of the episodes is pretty fast, but it does, <laughs> we were figuring out the show as we went along. It does kind of calm down at some point, but having just checked out Having just checked out uh, some of the images of your TikToks and seeing your art, art of things from the Owl House and Phineas and Ferb, it's like really amazing looking and I can't wait to see more of it. And oh, Thank look, you. a special guest has just arrived. Hello, special guest. Hi, I'm getting in frame. Hey. Hello. This is Kyle A. Carosa, creator of Mighty Magiswords. Hi, Kyle. Hello. Oh, my goodness. This I will. Carly. I will watch it. So now you peer pressured me into it. So I'll watch it because I have time on my hands. <laughs> Start with season two, and then. I literally just told her that season one starts with fast pacing and then gets better later. <laughs> but... Perfect. Thank you for like the you know telling me how to go go about it because I'm all for not. Watching. So, so the mighty magic swords and machete order is the way to go. 
There we go. There we go. And look, here's Zombie Pumpkin Magisword. I wonder yeah, if I Zombie Pumpkin Magisword. Those? Zombie Pumpkin Magisword, do you have anything to say right now? Wait, do all the swords like talk? Like, is this. Some of them do. It's just a handful. <laughs> do, like inanimate objects that can talk. If, you're, if you like a handful of sentient swords, then check out Mighty Magiswords on Hulu and HBO Max. So. But seeing all your amazing Owl House and, and Phineas and Ferb and the other art, just Luca, like that I've just gleaned by looking at your TikTok page, it's like, I very much want Carly to be making art of Mighty Magiswords characters as soon as possible. So, <laughs> all right, I'll do it just for you. I'll make all you right. <laughs> yeah, su yeah, just super talented. I'll, I'll, I'll be leaving annoying comments on your TikToks after I get done with the other podcast I'm about to do with Kyle, so. <laughs> thank you, thank you. She's from Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so am. yeah, wrapping up the showtime thing. This is the this is the podcast without cool acronym. Oh, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so okay. Yep, and I have my outro pre-recorded, so we're good. You can follow me on Twitter at Starport97 and at the YouTube channel Starport97. I've got a handful of episodes of my flagship show, Theme Park Backlot, on there, and I'm still planning on doing the Disney Springs video, but that's still a ways off. Especially since I'm going to be starting a new series of vlogs that are a combination of a vlog and a scripted video. And that, of course, is all about the road trip adventure I went on at the end of May and beginning of June, which is why this podcast went on hiatus. So you'll be able to see all of that soon-ish. I don't know exactly when it's going to start coming out. I'm still in the process of really working on actually getting everything together and editing it. But once that is out, it will be on my YouTube channel, Starport97. If you like this and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe. I'm on all the usual places. Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and I'm now available on iHeartRadio and Audible. Leave us a review, give us five stars, and share us with your friends. So the episode of the podcast coming out two weeks from now is going to be a very special episode because it's going to be a celebration of the 10th anniversary of Phineas and Ferb Across the Second Dimension. I'm very excited for that. We've got some great guests lined up for it. In fact, I wanted to have a lot more people be able to appear in this, but obviously in doing a podcast, you can only have so many people without it becoming an incoherent mess. So if you'd like to be featured in the Across the Second Dimension 10th Anniversary Extravaganza, all you have to do is send me a short audio clip, either of you talking about a favorite moment of yours or quoting a favorite line, and send that to either the direct messages of the podcast without a cool acronym Twitter account at podcast acronym, or send your audio clip to the Gmail account that I'm going to be linking on the podcast Twitter page within the next couple of days. And be sure to join us next week when we talk about Bluey right here on the podcast without a cool acronym. Oh yeah, that time of year again. Oh, the Wisconsin Dells. I can't even begin to describe all of the awesomeness contained within. It's the water park capital of the nation. It'll flat out rock you like a sandstone formation. I'll ride the cart to Riverview Park, then cruise down Highway 12 and hit Noah's Ark. I'm the big kahuna, take the plunge and then I'll say, let's do the time warp again. And again, it's the tourist trap of the sesquicentury, and I'll sentimentally tell you what it's meant to me. Old Fort Dells, we were grade school centuries, me and sis, mom and dad, decades of memory.